You're listening to the Strong Towns Podcast. everyone and welcome to the Strong Towns podcast. Today we are doing a special interview with Laura Clements who runs the Collaborative Communities Management Company and she's helping coordinate some important efforts to help small towns recover after Hurricane Harvey. So I'm going to let her go more in depth on that but first um, Laura welcome to the Strong Towns podcast. Thanks for being here. Thank you. So first, could you tell me a little bit about your organization and your background, and then uh, we'll get into the specifics of what you're doing around Hurricane Harvey? Sure. I have a, a diverse background. I came out of the art world, so aesthetics has always been really important to me. And I moved into sustainable community revitalization back in the mid-2000s. I switched into disaster recovery after Alabama was hit by 67 tornadoes in one 24-hour period in 2011. We saw a lot of communities completely devastated, many of them very small, very rural, and the impacts were catastrophic. And uh, I did a lot of work around organizing relief efforts, and that was my very first experience living through a huge disaster, and it changed my life like it often changes lots of people's lives. After that, I went, I went to work for Hurricane Sandy Recovery up in New York and did work for New York State Homeland Security as a FEMA policy advisor, helping, again, small jurisdictions, volunteer fire departments, private nonprofits navigate the FEMA process. And it's something that I work as an advocate on behalf of applicants in the FEMA process to help them have a better recovery. And are you from Texas originally or from the South? I'm originally from Alabama, so as a Southerner, we have a lot of disasters, of course, you know, between Texas and California and Florida um, have almost the corner on the market of disasters, and what we've seen between Harvey and Irma is really heartbreaking, and my goal is to help mobilize efforts to help specifically small jurisdictions, communities under 20,000 people that have very limited resources. Let's talk about what are your specific efforts that you're leading around Hurricane Harvey, and is it primarily in Texas or in the whole region? It's across um, the eastern, southeastern part of Texas, which was impacted by Hurricane Harvey, and subsequently Tropical Storm Harvey, which the rains are the things that did the most damage across Texas. The work that I'm doing is I've mobilized efforts to get volunteers that can go in and work with the municipal jurisdictions, the actual municipal government. There's so many resources trying to mobilize on helping individual homeowners. Nonprofits do a wonderful job in this sector, but there's not really support for the actual municipal governments of small communities, which can often be 10 people running a city or a county. Often they are also people whose homes have been destroyed by the disaster, and they might even be a small business owner um, whose lives have been impacted as well. So they have a heavy burden to carry, and not a lot of resources or assistance is being uh, directed at these small communities. There are over 200 small communities across Texas that have been impacted by Harvey, and I think that they're sort of the invisible communities in this disaster. There's a lot of focus on Houston, and Houston needs a lot of help, but Houston has a lot more resources 
financial and human that a lot of small communities just don't have. What are you specifically doing in these towns and what do you need help with? I know that you are looking for volunteers and donations. How can people help participate in this? That's a wonderful question and I really appreciate it being asked. The the two things that we need are volunteers to work on the early intervention strike teams. The name of the program is Free Assistance Support Teams, the FAST program. And these are teams of three that go into small municipal jurisdictions and support the government in identifying their damages. So we need estimators that are familiar with flood damages uh, that can do rapid field estimating on infrastructure and municipal buildings. We need administrative support. Many of these small communities don't even have anyone that can uh, you know, fill out a spreadsheet and is familiar with Adobe Acrobat and can label all of the supporting documents that FEMA requires. And then the third is for planners that can sit down and read through the hazard mitigation plans and the comprehensive plans and help align the damage identification and hazard mitigation strategies with their long-term planning efforts so that these communities can build back in a more resilient way. So that's really what we're looking for is those three categories of volunteers. And if you don't have time to volunteer, we certainly appreciate you throwing some money at the problem. We have a, an online website where people can register to both volunteer and to donate. And I will make sure to include links to those uh, volunteer sign-up and donation sign-ups in the notes for this podcast. So it sounds like your focus is not just on helping towns with the immediate recovery and like basic safety needs, but also to, as you said, to build back stronger for the long term. Tell me a little bit more about that. Well, the way that a disaster recovery process works is not really procedurally, it doesn't fall in line with how emotionally people recover from a disaster. So by the time we get ready to think about what we would want to build back differently about our community, that's several months in, you know, maybe even a year in. Unfortunately, the federal process of navigating FEMA project worksheets, which is how damages get captured and reimbursed, repairs reimbursed to these governments, that happens on a much different time scale. So FEMA needs these municipal governments to identify their damages immediately, go ahead and put estimates together, let them know what their repairs are going to be, if they're going to utilize hazard mitigation. And that happens within the first one to two months. And that requires a lot of support that you see, like in Houston, for example, they have large engineering firms that come out and help them with estimates and visioning a better solution than maybe the drainage that they had in place, whereas a small community is not going to have, you know, a big engineering firm or uh, a huge buildings department. They don't even have a, a legal department that can help them navigate federal regulations. So there's just a lot of risk for a small community and being able to even identify its damages document it properly, and do it on the timeline that FEMA requires. Well, it sounds very much in line with everything that we advocate for at Strong Towns. So we appreciate you being interested in working with us. And I know that our audience will definitely step up to the plate. We have a lot of people who I hope will be able to bring their skills to assist with this. We have some really wonderful partners. We appreciate the partnership with Strong Towns 
We also have partnered with Congress for New Urbanism, creating a webpage, the portal through which donations and volunteerism can occur, providing us with some support, staff support to help us actually organize volunteers and get them out into the field to the communities that need them. Um, the local government commission um, is also supportive of these efforts uh, with the work that it does with small communities. We couldn't do this without our partners. We certainly couldn't do it without the donations. Uh, we have to be able to, you know, find hotel rooms for our volunteers to stay at it in these um, rural locations. We've had wonderful partnerships with the small communities themselves. They've been extremely kind and generous in, you know, putting volunteers up in their own homes. You know, I, I personally stayed with a, a city secretary the other night who had an extra bedroom for me to stay in. So we're operating very leanly and um, anything that individuals can do. Um, this requires volunteer efforts out on the ground. I've had so many people ask me, like, is there anything that I can do from, you know, from my home in Colorado? Right now, because of the needs that are on the ground, we need these volunteers to be within driving distance or have the ability to travel to Texas to work on the ground for a few days or, you know, weeks if they can manage it. And if they aren't able to physically be here to support these communities, I cannot express how far even a $10 donation would go at this point. Well, is there anything else pertinent that we should add before we close it out today? www.cnu.org is the portal where people can donate and volunteer. And I know that Strong Towns will have a link on its website and additional information. If anyone has any other questions, they can contact Collaborative Communities. I have a website, collaborative-communities.com, and reach out to us and let us know if they know of other partners that we should have in this process. We are building partnerships every day with uh, government entities, nonprofits, um, individuals, the business community coming together to support these efforts for economic development, housing solutions, etc. So the massive resources that we have um, is, is growing and we would appreciate any partnerships that anyone knows about that we should have in place. Well, Laura, thank you so much for taking the time out of your super busy schedule uh, working on all this to talk with us. For everyone listening, please think about how you can get involved either by volunteering or donating to this effort. All right, Laura, thank you so much. Take care. Thank you very much. Thank you for all of your listeners. We need your help. If you think the Strong Town's message is important, don't keep it to yourself. Pass it on. You can get more information and sign up to be a member of Strong Towns at strongtowns.org. Drastic times require what? Drastic measures, yes! Who said that? They know that America's one big pothole right now. Bill, 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 Bill. That's the story. Chuck Marone, this has been fascinating. Who made the city? I like you. I like your vision of the of the world. The United Nations Earth Summit Agenda 21. Yeah.